It's the Ambition Hour, baby. Welcome to the Ambition Hour Podcast. It's your girl, Claudia Renee, on your airwaves. And this is episode 210. Yo. Hello, everyone, and welcome yet again to another episode of the Ambition Hour Podcast. I am your host, Claudia Renee, on your airwaves, and it is quite a pleasure to be with you guys yet again another week. I am not alone. I am joined by my co-host, House 600 in the building. That's a fact, Jack. And my unofficial co-host, Bay the Retriever. She's sleepy. Who's a little sleepy right now. I'm grateful to be here. This is the 210th time I am introing this podcast. That's crazy. That is. <laughs> it's like a little milestone, 210. I feel it. I'm feeling it. I'm really excited for this episode. How, how are you feeling today? Feeling good. I'm feeling all right. A little, you know. Sleepy now, go, woke up, did a lot of uh, errands in the morning, okay. got a little laundry done. Okay. I actually got to do my bed now and uh, do mm-hmm. and put away the laundry. It ain't that about a bitch. The good thing about doing laundry, but you got to put gotta, like, put it away. away. So very annoying. One day we're going to be so rich, we're not even going to know how to, how, we're going to forget how to fold laundry. You heard. How about you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Feeling grateful. <laughs> great and grateful. Great and grateful. Great and feeling great. blessed. I'm a year older this episode, so there's that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Well, this is I. The last episode we did was on my birthday, so I was already a year older. But it's like officially after my birthday, so um, let's not forget how we start the episode, which is by saying what we are grateful for. Have please share with the world, Craig, um, mm. what you are grateful for this week. Have let me. Thing. How about you go first? Let me think about this. Okay, so definitely I'm extremely grateful for my inner circle. I feel like the people who I have surrounded myself with in this lifetime, specifically right now, um, I just feel so grateful for them. Like I can sit here and name all of them, but I mean, I can because it's not that many of them. I'm just very grateful for the relationship that I have built with my best friend, what my sister, Stephanie, you know, her and I have been rocking for 17 years now and, you know, turning another year older, you come to realize like, holy shit, I've known this girl for a good amount of my life already at this point. You know, like I've known her more than not know her, you know, so that's really dope for me. Another one is, of course, you guys have met her, Madi Sunshine. Well, you guys have met both of them, but Madi Sunshine is another person that came into my life a little later. However, she is somebody who's so influential in my life and who has been such a great addition to the circle that I now have. It was funny. I was out in Tampa this past weekend and I was with them. And one of the conversations that came up was like about, you know, hanging around people in like times because sometimes you get a little drained after like hanging out with them. And something that like I can say right now that I'm grateful for is that I don't really have people like that in my life anymore. Like I used to to where like I felt like once I left their presence, I was like so tired. I felt like the life had been sucked out of me. And I'm like, listen, as soon as I catch that vibe off of you, like I'm off of you. You know what I mean? And that's something that I'm extremely grateful for. Someone else that I'm grateful for is actually Hav's best friend, Carlos, who he's like my little brother. So 
And it's funny because it's just like how your best fr- how your siblings best friends become, you know, your best friends. And it's just like su- such a great thing because like they all know each other, too. Like the people that I just named all know each other. So even that like in itself is like so beautiful because I feel like sometimes group friend groups don't really um all interact. But when you have a small one like mine, which I honestly prefer. Um, it's just great. Everybody meshes together. Everybody knows about everybody. Some of them have known each other for years, you know, so it's a very beautiful thing. Man, huh? well, well said. I'll say just basically like, man, just great before. It might sound cliche and dumb, but we should really take a time and just be grateful for the day that we do have another 24. Mm-hmm. We woke up today. Amen. You know, we got to eat. You know, cook, wash, walk the dog, you know, all the little smaller things that I guess some people don't, well, that we take advantage of or, I mean, take for granted, really. Mm, I feel that. So, um, in that, like, even with those relationships, with that being said as well, you got to take advantage of the day that you have and be grateful that we're here, you know? So, so yeah, I'll say that. Okay, awesome. Let's go ahead and give a round of applause for the golden state warriors that's right who are now the 2022 champions Chance, of baby. the world craig <laughs> the world, baby. i just wanted to go ahead and go down um steph curry's now updated resume um as of the day that they won which was thursday uh steph curry's updated resume four-time nba champion Two-time MVP, only unanimous. Um, one-time Finals MVP, eight times All-Star NBA, two-time scoring champ. He's part of the 50-40-90 club. He's in the NBA 75 team. He's all-time three-point leader, franchise leader, points, assists, and three points. And he is the first player with 500 playoff three-points, three-pointers. Listen, his name is Wardell. <laughs> and it's the fourth time he did it. And it's the fourth time that he did it. Hav and I have been on here, claimed when it was, you know, um, claimed the, the Warriors, to, you know, to win. Um, you know, once the Heat weren't part of it, we it would have been a little tricky if they were both in the championship. But, however, one of the teams made it easy for us, so we didn't have to choose. <laughs> And so it was just very cool. To, yeah, it was very cool to just see like, you know, our our team basically win it all in six games after having lost the first game, which not many teams win from. But again, we are the Warriors, so we are going to do what is necessary. Big shout out to Andre Iguodala. Big shout out to Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. And I want to say stuff again because they, the four of them have won all four together. That's something that I think that is genuinely has been genuinely lost in basketball is that like people don't stay in teams anymore like how they well I don't know how, I don't know how how much so it was before because I didn't really look at like stats or like pay attention to things like that I guess like another player that we can commend that was like that was Kobe cuz Kobe you know started well he didn't start but he basically like finished his career in in late as a laker and I want to say that these four players that I just named will be doing the same just because of how they are so committed to this team and congratulations to Steph Kerr. I mean, Steph, Stephen, sorry, <laughs> Stephen Kerr, um, Steve Kerr 
for his ninth ring, fourth ring as a coach. He has five as a player, so shout out to him as well. Uh, something that I think that is really, really dope and I cannot get over, have, and maybe you can attest to this because you are uh, just like me, like a very big family person, but uh, Steph's brother-in-law, which is married to Steph's sister, is actually a warrior. Yep. So I think that's really dope because they had um, Steph's nephew, the, his son, like on stage. And I don't know. I'm a little romantic like that. I think that that's kind of cool. It's just like, dang, you know, like I'm not just celebrating my big brother winning. I'm celebrating my husband also winning. You know, it's it's like a whole big family yeah, thing. Real. And then Aisha, she's and then Aisha's, her yeah, brother-in-law and her, her brother-in-law know, and sister. her, yeah, like her brother-in-law and her husband, you know, and her husband ends up being MVP. And then like, you know, something that I love that I don't, I don't remember who it was that said it in their speeches, but it was just like, you know, the family. Holy cannoli. Yeah, it was, it's a fa- the, the families who have to sacrifice, you know, time away from, you know, this individual who is out here, you know, making plays, you know, making history essentially. And I just think that that's beautiful. And the celebration that I keep seeing on social media is just so dope. Like I can just imagine like how exciting it must be to, of course, be in the Curry family because it's a team where now two of the men are champions you know what i mean like and i I think his name is damien damien is not a curry but he's part of that type of umbrella to where you know he's gonna be unfortunately he's going to be called a curry (laughs) you know because it's just like you're married to a curry you're hanging with the curries and it just it is what it is so yes congratulations once again to the Golden State Warriors have. How did it feel watching them win that day? I We watched the game together. was really happy that we got to see that game together. It was really dope. I was on the road for one of them, so I didn't get to see that yeah. one with you. Honestly, like I told you, Claudia, I woke up that day, and I was nervous. But it's just because some way I knew. I just knew that today was the day that we were going to take it. I agree. You, you mm-hmm. know, and then uh, we were going to go in the garden, look that leprechaun dead in his eyes, we told them, fuck you. And ripped their hearts out out there. Had little kitties crying all green. Um, and it was a great game. It was ups and downs. It was very emotional. It was emotional. So, like, I wonder how everybody else felt. Like, even, like, Clay Thompson and even with the guys who were the first time winning. But yes. See, but, but There's some seeing, young boys. But seeing Stephen Curry just cry like that, you know? Yeah, all after his times, fourth yeah, one. Yeah, the fourth time, like, on how bad he wanted the fourth one. You know, kind of like, and this is just your first one. So, uh, I, I don't know. It was really special to see that. It was a time in history, as it is all the times when you see the championships. Um, yeah, it's always dope. It's always just like, man, I'm witnessing history. And then it's just also like, I was saying the whole game, Gary Payton, second man. He's like one of my favorite players, my new favorite players. Such a great player. And player. he, oh no, he that was Poole. Poole, who was like kind of defending him. Like, yo, he hit my teammate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but pool played really good too. It was it was it was it was a great game. Great. It was awesome no that complaints. we wrapped it up. I love Draymond Green shirt at the end. You know, with the eight the eighteenth banner. You know, saying nope. <laughs> yeah, Draymond has been a little spicy on the internet. I'm gonna see if I can find um some of the tweets that he's been saying because I've been retweeting them because I'm just as. Sh- and then it's the first year. You know, the Bay wins the first year we have Bay. So. Oh cool. yeah. 
So something else that's kind of interesting is that every year that the Warriors have won, Kendrick Lamar has dropped an album. So Draymond Green said Kendrick's dropping an album next year because he definitely believes that they will be winning the chip next year. Hav, do you think that they can do it again? Hell yeah. Yeah, right? I believe so. I genuinely believe that that he can definitely do it. So shout out to him. Um, let me see. Okay, so something else that I noticed was that um there was like because of course like once the championship happens, there's like stats and stuff that come out that we didn't know about before. Obviously, because these these men are making history. So something that um I saw an NBA Muse twenty four on Twitter was players with three championships, three All Stars, and a Defensive Player of the Year. Michael Jordan and Draymond Green ends of the list. Mm. So Draymond, of course, has something to say with about that. He said, "Debate with your mama. Been popping up next to the black cat a lot lately. What am I really? What I am really saying here? My resume getting old. Uh, this is another thing. <laughs> another. I'm just gonna go through some of the tweets that I saw of his that like I thought were hilarious. So one of them it says, Draymond Green is just five thousand eight hundred seventy six dollars away from reaching." $1 million in total career fines. And Draymond responded with, this is unfortunate. I thought I was already there. <laughs> and uh, Draymond showed up in all black. And to that, he had to say he wore all black because it was for a funeral. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So there's Big just like time. a couple of other things, you know, that um, they were a little, I love the pettiness. I'm a, I'm a sucker for pettiness because they were uh w there were they, there was like signs or stuff like that that says you know that Aisha can't cook and all these different things and there's even like a, a picture or something I think of Kendrick Perkins and somebody else saying on how many more you know championships uh Steph is gonna win and then him and somebody else did zero so then Steph did the zero in the press conference and. Gotta love the pettiness. <laughs> like Thompson with the pettiness too of pointing out the tweet. Of the oh player. yeah, uh, was it in strength and no somebody that somebody says strength and numbers and that he said that that just bothered him so much and that he ended up um like yeah yeah <laughs> and shout out to what is his name Juan Toscano Anderson. He is the first player of Mexican descent to win an NBA title, and he did it in his hometown. So shout out to that. And last but not least, fuck Boston. I fucking hate that team. The only time I liked them was when they had KG, and that was because I wanted him and that whole squad to win a ring. But besides that, oh. fuck them. <laughs> I fuck with the Red Sox though sometimes. Hmm, not even. Um, I don't really care for basketball like I mean for baseball like that. I apologize. So yeah. Um, and this week also Beyonce decided to announce that her next studio album will be dropping, which is Renaissance Act One. It'll be dropping on July 29th, and it is available for pre-order. Definitely got my pre-order in. I also wanted to share that a lot of us in the beehive were extremely excited for this album because we've been waiting for it the last time that we got something from her which was like a soundtrack was from the lion king soundtrack which not complaining but i did see that the genre of the album is going to be pop so i'm very excited to see what is going to happen 
uh, we all knew something was coming because, and when I say we, I mean the beehive. We all knew something was coming because she hadn't mm-hmm. been posting on social media. And also, she had taken out the like her, her pictures, like her icon pictures, like on all socials. Like there was no picture of her face like on the icon for her socials so usually like um i follow like well even if i don't follow them the beyonce pages on twitter always come at me and always give me something so i'm usually up to date with that (laughs) so that was pretty exciting news to find out that you know she was coming and she was dropping i saw a tweet that she that says that uh shout out to beyonce because she's gonna have a whole genre of women generation of women to that know how to spell renaissance (laughs) <laughs> yeah there um something that i was reading was just like when you don't when you can't listen to the album at 12 o'clock because you don't know how to spell renaissance <laughs> that was hilarious and another surprise that we received this week was drake dropped an album which is called honestly never mind right that's the name of it never mind honestly no I'm kidding no i think it's I said that so confidently, and then I took it back. It is honestly never mind. <laughs> so yeah, honestly never mind. And I have honestly, I haven't heard the entire album. However, I have been seeing a lot of criticism on social media about it. They are complaining about because it's a little bit of like house music type of vibe. And I just want to know, did you guys hate Get It Together from that album? Because I would have loved way more songs like that. You know, you need me to get that together we can get together you, you know what song i'm talking about i know what song you're talking about like that song went so hard so imagine a full album of those type of songs i haven't heard the entire album i haven't had the luxury yet because i was super busy well i only got i'm listen i only live 15 minutes away from my job so i only got about three or four songs and then at work i was like doing other shit so i wasn't really focused on listening to the album and then yeah, so things just happen. I have a little road trip after this, so I would definitely be checking it out. I do know that the songs that I did hear, it was a little different. I mean, it's not what a lot of people, I'm sure, were expecting from Drake, especially for the summertime. However, like, I believe that I'm a big, I'm a big firm believer in that it don't matter what Drake dropped. Nothing was the same will still be the the best album ever that he's dropped. So, like, what are we really doing here? Like, it doesn't even matter. Like, nothing is ever going to compare to that. So, whatevs. <laughs> we would like to know what you guys think about the album, though. How, I know you've been listening to it. Do you have a favorite track from it yet? Um, my favorite track has to be... That shit that I played was pretty hard, though, too. Um Sticky, that one's pretty good, but... That one, I think I want to say it's been very popular um either that one massive is good i like texco green falling back calling my name is real good i feel like i haven't listened to the second half of that one. like i feel like nine through four 14 well of course i listened to the jimmy cooks but i feel like i skipped through to go to that one but like i, I haven't really listened to that third act of the album too much but yeah nice awesome make sure you guys go check out the new drake is there any new music that i i honestly haven't been on it like that i kind of suck i know that chloe dropped an album called surprise um so shout out to that i haven't heard the full song of that i haven't really yeah i haven't been listening to new music i kind of suck as a journalist right now guys i apologize kevin gates dropped uh logic dropped gucci man also dropped like a i think it's like a re-up of the so icy gang also, I think uh, 
West Side Boogie, more black superheroes. I do love West Side, so that's probably going to be another project that I listen to when I'm on the road. He got Soulja Boy on this album. Nice. Hard. Have so I kind of want to talk about something that happened to me this past week. Go ahead. Okay, so last week I went to Tampa to celebrate my birthday. It sucked. One, because the weather kind of sucked. That was the only thing that really sucked. Everything else was really dope. I got to spend time with my best friends and... It was really cool. Um, I'm going to share this because I haven't really talked about it. So I actually went with somebody and you take what that is for what you take it for. And that's actually the first time that I have traveled with somebody that is not a friend. <laughs> and it was interesting because it was my first time doing that. And just like kind of seeing how the other person like, you know, interacts with the group, interacts with your friends, interacts with even just the traveling aspect of going somewhere with somebody and kind of like how they pack, how they unpack, how they um, just like different things and kind of like taking that, taking, taking the relationship basically to the next level. So that's just something that like I kind of wanted to share because it was just super exciting. It was like I felt um, I felt giddy like for the whole entire week, just like thinking about like, oh, my God, like I really got to travel with him. And <laughs> that was really cool. And, you know, things like that. And I know that I haven't been so open about talking about, you know, what has been happening personally in my super private life. I just felt like at this point, um, it is something that I want to talk about a little bit more, not so much in like, oh my God, like this is what we're going through or like, you know, this is who he is or like nothing like that. It's more along the lines of like, you know, I was single for close to eight years, you know, and for those eight years, I really focused on who I was as a person, who I wanted to become, uh, uh, the love that I have for myself, the love that I have for my family, the communication that I have with my family, communication that I have with myself. And I always felt like, man, whenever that person comes around, like they're just going to be a, a, like a great person, somebody who is going to be worth the wait. Hey, worth the wait Saturdays. <laughs> and so it's really nice to see that actually happening. You know, like everything that you that you were like, there will be times where like people would be like, oh, my God, like you've been single for so long and you don't get lonely or you don't get bored. No, I never did any of those things. Like I never got lonely. I never got bored. I never was just like, oh, my God, like my life isn't going to be complete until I have somebody like I never felt that way. I still don't feel that way, even though I have somebody, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't feel like now that I, I have somebody, like my life is complete. I don't feel that way. I don't feel like like that because like I still have so much more to accomplish, you know? Is it nice to have somebody that, you know, you can be affectionate with and, you know, somebody who takes care of your love languages and you theirs and, you know, just being there for them and just like falling in love, you know, like it's awesome. It's amazing. It's great. But it also, you know, doesn't complete me. It's not <laughs> it's not who I am. It's not anything. So that's one of the reasons why I've kept it private um, in regards to like posting or or even talking about it so much on the podcast, because it's just something that like I'm holding very dear to my heart and I'm enjoying doing that. And talking about this specifically is is just like. Ladies, even gentlemen, like if you feel like there's a time where you're just like, man, I'm never going to find the person 
honestly, like just go out, do what you love, mind your business and continue to focus on you. And that person is going to come. You just can't force it. That's something that a lot of us kind of fail at is that we try to force it or we have a crush on somebody for a very long time. And we're like, oh, man, they're going to come around. Oh, man, this is going to it's going to happen. It's going to go down. And then it's just like you're just setting yourself up for disaster. You know, sometimes ladies get that drink from the dude. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you just you just never know. So, yeah. So I did want to share that because, like I said, like it has been a very long time for me that I was single. So. I just feel like a lot of women, especially my age, are starting to feel that pressure to where it comes to like, man, like, I don't, am I ever going to find him? Like, there'll be times where I would feel that way. And I'm not saying like, oh, my God, he's the one I'm going to be with him for 50, 60, 70 years. Like, I don't have control over that. You know, I can only focus on what's ahead of me, on what I am con currently working on, what I'm currently feeling. And what the other person is feeling, you know, I can't ever like try to force a f complete future with somebody. Now, do I see myself with him for a very long time? Of course I do. <laughs> At the same time, like, you know, it's taking it day by day. Something that I said the other day was just like, you got to put one foot in front of the other and keep it going. And that's what I'm doing. I'm having fun going out, dancing, experiencing a whole different part of life that I didn't really get to experience. And it feels good. It even feels good to share it. So, yeah, y'all not going to see him, but <laughs> I just want to share that. <laughs> and if he's watching, hi. <laughs> or listening. I think he does both. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and something that I, uh, another thing that, another little tidbit that I'll share is that the podcast was actually a cheat. I always call it, it was his cheat sheet because he got to learn a lot about me through the podcast. So that's something that like I am very mindful of when it comes to the podcast. And I always knew when the day came that a person that I was dating was going to listen to like episodes and, you know, try to like get to know who I was. And honestly, like, I like that, you know, like, yeah, listen to my shit. Come here. What I the fuck I got to talk about. I have mad shit to talk about. You're going to have the time of your life with me. I bet you, <laughs> you know, so. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have, do you have something that you want to talk about this week? Um, No, not not necessarily, I want to say. OK. Um. So, OK. So I, I guess I just going to wrap up about my trip. So I ended up going on the trip with like my friends and all that stuff. It was so much fun. I got to go to Tampa. I haven't been to Tampa since I was a kid, probably 13, 14 years old. We got to go to Busch Gardens, get on some rides. It was so much fun. It started raining. We still made the best of it. We left the park. You know, we went back to the, the house you know, lounged a little bit. Everybody took naps, got ready, went to Tampa. I mean, went out in the night. And I just thought that that was just so dope, like getting to go to another city, even though like it's in the same state and just experiencing the nightlife there. And then the next day we got to like go around Tampa and kind of see like, you know, the river walk. We got to see a little bit of downtown. We got to see like the different buildings that they have and the history that's there. And it was just so dope. Like it just made me want to travel more, even if it's in Florida. You know what I mean? Like I feel like people, everybody, people from all around come to Florida to visit. And we literally, this is literally our backyard. You know what I mean? Like 
we can go anywhere in Florida and just enjoy it. And I think sometimes we do take that for granted. <laughs> Unfortunately, my little big brother didn't go on the trip. Mm. He was so missed. You have. You were missed. Mm. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It would have been cool to have my little dog there. And I mean you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean you. So Father's Day is tomorrow. So happy Father's Day to all of the daddies out there. Whoa! Um, shout out to all the dads, especially our father, who has been now a dad for 33 years. Happy Sheesh. Father's Day, player. Love you so much. Sheesh. Um, have let's. I guess let's do this really quickly. Uh, share a, a favorite memory with our dad. First one that comes to mind. <laughs> don't even think about it. <laughs> I, don't, I was thinking of like, I don't know, just days that we would go like to the flea market and kind of like do that. That's one of, I think just one of those days, like one of those good days rather than some of those bad ones. Okay. I would say my favorite memories is watching the finals with our dad. Like that's something that, you know, I actually like miss this year because we just always would watch the finals with him since like as long as I can remember. So I would say that's one. Uh, I, I'm, I'll, I'll give you guys an extra one. Uh, the one where um, he would like become a tickle monster. <laughs> yeah, he would become like a tickle monster and like he would like put a blanket and, and kind of ticklish too. Yeah. And Craziest he, thing in the world. And he would like come at us and like chase us and then like tickle us like super, super hard. And man. Oh man, I feel right. I'm like literally like right now I'm feeling like so blessed to have had that man, to have that man as my father, like despite what he went through, despite him not growing up with a mom or a dad and really kind of having to bounce around different houses and he was still able to be the man that he is today and the father that he is today. And he did that all while learning. You know, he was able to be our father without not knowing how to do any of it. And I'm not saying that Hav and I grew up to be perfect or that we don't have our own trauma or that we never experienced like uh, downfalls or, you know, even like discussions with our father. Like I can never sit here and say that it was like it was all fucking rainbows and fairy dust. You know, it was never like that with us. It was uh, we had a father who was. We have a father who was very straight to the point, you know, didn't really understand, you know, how to say things sometimes. So for us, I feel like that kind of benefited us in a way to where it either showed us how to react to when someone talks to us in a certain way or comes comes with a type of energy um our father also taught us not to take shit from anybody so that's something that i feel is great another thing i want to share about my father is that he's also very big into manifesting things he talked about having a house in nicaragua this this specific house for so long and then he eventually got it and now he's actually living there like the the power manifestation doesn't just start with us it starts with our father and he always tells us like man i know you guys are gonna make it big because i know it you know like I believe in you guys that much. And so, you know, for those of you who have lost your fathers, um, for those of you who still have them and maybe don't have the best relationship, like, man, listen, if it honestly wasn't for your father, you wouldn't be here today. So just be very, very grateful for that. Um, yeah. Whew. 
And uh, funny to say, uh, Father's Day also lands on Juneteenth. So something that I do want to talk about is that Juneteenth has now become like um, a holiday, like as if like, you know, Fourth of July, um, et cetera, things like that. Like people can people on Monday, I believe there's some companies that don't even work on Monday as it should be, as it should be. Something that they were saying was that white people should work on Juneteenth. Um, which I would agree with that. I, I, to me, like, I don't mind working because like, I don't think that I should be getting a holiday that like, isn't for, like, it's not for me. Like I'm not white, but it's not for me. You know what I mean? You like take veterans day. Yeah. Off, it's like veterans day. And it's just like, yo, but like you ain't we, a veteran. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. That's just how I feel. That's just like how I am. I just want to say, you know, like um juneteenth is, is is listen it's a black holiday you know what i mean like point blank period but i'm seeing that there's a lot of capitalism now ever since it became a holiday that you know people are kind of taking advantage of it i know that there's this company who fucking trademarked juneteenth and isn't even a black company and it's just very like everything else in america like how christmas is how saint patrick's is how fucking um cinco de mayo how this this and that and like how you can't celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Oh, well, you can't celebrate Juneteenth. Oh, well, you can't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Or oh, well, you and it's just like, first of all, all of these different things, all of these different entities are really just so people can drink. You think about St. Patrick's Day, people drink. You think about like drink, go, yes, it's go out, drink, spend money in this country. That's what they are. It's not even so much because you because when you really think about it, you're not really celebrating what these these holidays really mean, because Cinco de Mayo, people want to call it Drinko de Mayo. St. Patty's Day, people just go and fucking I want to drink green beer, this, this and that. And then Juneteenth, now that is one of those holidays is going to become something like that, too. Now, listen. If y'all got barbecues going on, you let me know. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up to the Juneteenth barbecue. <laughs> Drop the Addy. Yeah, but like it's just it's, it it has officially become one of those holidays in my eyes. It's going to be one that's going to cause controversy. It's going to be one that's going to cause money. It's going to be one that's going to bring people together or to bring, or, or take people apart. And that's what it is. Rip us by us our limbs. Yeah. Hob and I how are up to date with P-Valley. Where the girls get naked. Exciting. So good. How do you feel about this season, Hav? Because, okay, so really quickly, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I do want to share something specifically about P-Valley. So P-Valley came back for a second season. Hav and I watched the, the first season not too long ago. So a lot of people had to wait almost two years before they were able to see the second season. They had to wait a very long time. We were very fortunate to not have started the show when it first aired. So we're getting to see it now. <laughs> we got to see it and didn't have to wait that long. Something that is very noticeable is that they are going through the pandemic in real time on this show. So Hav, go ahead and, and continue to what you were going to say. I think it's really good. I think the way how it's been set up, it seems like it could go like many places. And also every single character has their own place. Just like how in the season one, all these storylines being kind of brewed. Yeah, and, and then kind of like, and it's like everybody has their own storyline, but then all they all come together for a purpose. For a purpose. And also, I don't know. I mean, with this last one was definitely, a, I don't know, with, uh, what's her name? Autumn? 
Mercedes. Mercedes, the one that the one that got hurt. Yeah. The one went yeah, like kind of like that. I don't know. Like I kind of felt that in a way. Feels like you know you're almost overcoming or just like overcompensating because of your age a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I try not to get caught up in those games. You know, like or whatever like that. But that was tough and real. I felt like it was real to see. That and then even with the pandemic thing and and, and that as well. Um, what do you? I, how do you feel about your birthday? Are you weird about your birthday? Like how Cliff, how Uncle Clifford is or was? Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I finally discovered the reason why I felt the way I felt for my birthday last year. So I I can compare it to that time because okay so. To give a little, uh, you guys a little bit of context without giving away what happened on the show, this past episode was, it was Uncle Clifford's birthday, right? So she was turning 40 years old. And 40 years old is a pretty big deal, just like how 30 is, just like how 21 is, just how 15 or 16 is, 13, all of these different, you know, milestone birthdays, 40 is one of them. So last year, it was my 32nd birthday, and I was feeling a type of way that I didn't really understand why, what was going on. I was trying to do something, plan something, couldn't really plan it, ended up planning something, didn't really want to do it. It was just a whirlwind of emotions. So my birthday was on June 9th. My parents left to Nicaragua on June 10th. Sum it up, that was what was having me a little bit Ugh, about my birthday because it was just like yo we're gonna literally celebrate my birthday and these fools are out my dad came back i think like two weeks later but my mom was out in nicaragua mind you this is the first time that she has ever been away from me for that amount of time you know one of the other times was when i was in california but like how Hav and i have always said it's different when it's our decision it's a and it's a whole different thing when it's their decision. So that was something that I did feel. But I haven't personally felt a way about the age that I'm turning. You know what I mean? Like, cause some and then something that I noticed the other day, Hav, is that like I am always hard on myself with like maybe like how I look on my birthday or like how whatever I may feel and I'm just like oh my god like I wish I would have maybe lost like a little bit a bit more weight or I wish I would have done this and then the year after I always say oh wow I actually looked really pretty on my birthday or oh wow I really looked good around this time and I was so hard on myself so I saw myself doing that the other day I was just like oh my god like you should have looked this way for your birthday or you should have like at this age, you should have looked like this. And then I'm just like, you know what? No, because next year, watch, you're going to you're going to be so happy with the way that you looked and you're going to wish that you look like that. Because, listen, we're only getting older. We ain't getting younger. Mm. So so next year, listen, I'll be turning 34. And who knows? Maybe that'll be the year that I'll feel a type of way. How you're turning 30 this year. So I should be asking you that question. Are you feeling any type of way, like how Uncle Clifford felt about his uh, her 40th birthday? Like, are you feeling those type of, that pressure, the vibe, the feeling that you're maybe not where you need to be? Uh, do you feel more, I don't know, do you feel sexier? Because I know I did when I turned 30, so. Um, yeah, I definitely feel a lot of mixed emotions, uh, basically, of turning 30. You know, you kind of do look at your life. I guess I am I'm a couple of months away, probably a little bit dodging that question, but um yeah you know it is weird and yeah i'm not where i think or i wanted to be in life right now so it's tough it's quite depressing honestly 
Oh, don't be depressed. I feel like um, we are all always so quick to want to compare to where our lives are and where they're meant to be. I know for myself, when I was turning 30, I was just like, yo, like my mom already had my mom was pregnant with me when she turned 30. You know, she was married. She had a home. She was, you know, pregnant with me, had me a couple months later, you know, and I always felt like that was going to be my timeline. And so when the time came around to where that wasn't what happened in my life, it was kind of like a rude awakening because it was just like, dang. So that timeline that you always thought that you were going to follow didn't really happen. You thought that the cycle was going to continue with you, you know, that you were going to be a mother under 30 or et cetera, things like that. And that didn't happen that way. So I remember around that time when I was going to gonna turn 30, actually, like I want to say when I turned like 28, 29 years old, I already knew that these things weren't going to happen. You know, like I knew that I wasn't going to be married by the time I was 30. I already knew that I wasn't going to be a mom by the time that I was 30. So I kind of just had to like take it for what it was and then turn it into something that I wanted it to be. I had to take charge of what it was and how it was that I wanted to celebrate this milestone in my life. And not only that, but to also like literally like look back and see like the greatness that I have accomplished because we can sit here and talk all day about the failures that we've had, but what good is that going to do for us? You know, like we are not our failures. We are ourselves. Like we are us, we are human. So we can never like stand on top of our failures and expect to become great. We have to stand on our own and stand on who it is that we are. And also not be married to a timeline that need, you need to follow or feel like that. Like to me, have like, I don't know, there's some things that you have accomplished in your 30 years of life that I wish I would have in my 30 years. So don't be so hard on yourself. All right. Not many people have an older sister like me either. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Bring, bringing it back to me. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I, I, I honestly, like, I feel like there's parts of Hav that a lot of people don't really know that it's just like, wow, like this person, this man, this human uh, has just accomplished so much and has just done so much, like, that people wish that they could accomplish by the time that they were 30. So it's coming it's coming soon too, Hav, but don't sweat it. For sure. You, you got this. You have a family that loves you, all of that good stuff. Facts. All of that good stuff. Do you feel like um do you feel like the the like marriage and like kids part, is that something that you feel um like kind of affects your the mentality when it comes to that age? Yeah, for sure. Why not? Like that, you see your peers and just kind of like on what the steps of life are, you know, type of thing. Mm. Kind of like falling into to that. But that's just, you know. I feel like there was a time where I would feel that way, where I would feel like kind of some like of a pressure, like, oh, my God, like, you know, like I know girls who I went to high school with same age as me who have are married, who have kids, who are on their fucking second kid. I have girls that I went to high school with that have teenagers like that's crazy you know what I mean and then I used to look sideways and like look to the side and be like oh my god like these girls are passing me these girls are passing me meanwhile they're probably looking at my life and it's just like man she must be having so much fun 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So I just feel like um that like what is it? Comparison is the thief of opportunity. Of accomplishment or achievement, something like that. No, it, yeah, I think I think it is a, a comparison is the thief of oper- No, comparison is a thief. Com- fulfillment or something. Like Compare. How do you spell? Com- yeah, comparison is the thief of joy. Which I think is better. Yeah. Comparison is a thief of joy because, and that's not in the Bible, but you heard. Yeah, because I feel like that's something that, like, we all tend to do. We all tend to want to compare ourselves. Like, I remember I used to talk to um, Mighty Sunshine. Um, I, w- I had this conversation with her one time, and it was along the lines of, like, me being like, oh my God, like, you guys are goals. Like, her and her husband, they've been married already, I want to say, for two years. So. You know, of course, like me being the romantica that I am, I was just like, man, like, oh, man, you guys are goals. Like, I wish I had something like what you guys had and this, this and that. And she's just like, don't. She's like, don't. She's just like, because you never know, like what's for you is going to be way better than what you see us have. You know, like it's going to be way greater and it's going to be yours. So it's going to be even more special. So, yeah, when she told me that, I was just like, you know what? Fuck all these couples and them being goals. <laughs> when, it, when it's my turn, we doing things. We doing things our way, like how we want it. We going to be our own goals and things like that. So, yeah, that's extremely beautiful. So, I don't know. There's nothing really else that I really wanted to talk about. Um, the only thing I really wanted was, like, my birthday. I did want to share that whole thing about, like, you know, being, like, my singlehood. And I did take a look back at, because I did start writing my book, I want to say, like, last year or something like that. And I read a couple of pages back the other day, and it was just so funny. I'm going to have to, like, edit out a lot of it because I actually, like, wrote about a situation that really upset me. And I wrote, I started writing the book after that situation. So that situation has a bit of shine in my book. And I don't think it deserves that much shine in my book anymore. So even that, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, man, I remember a year ago and changed possibly like I was struggling with, you know, this guy doesn't even like me like, or do I even like him? Do I even this? And it's like literally like a year and change later, it's just like a whole completely different thing that happened. Like I'm not the person that I was last year. Even I was reading through my Google docs and I would write things that I would do at my past job. And now what I do at this job and it's just so very different. The, the support that I have at this job is very different and just a person that I am. So like, if you're going to compare yourself compare yourself to become better but not so that you can beat yourself up about it like that's not what we were put on this earth to do to like compare ourselves or to like beat ourselves down like the world already does that on its own like we don't need to do it on ourselves so between gas fucking groceries listen with those two alone we already get beat up we can't do it to ourselves too okay (laughs) so yeah do anything else before we head out have no man that's it love you guys thank you for watching you're a real one if you stay tuned this long yes yes ma'am and sir well you're a sir yes sir huh um guys thank you once again remember we are still in a pandemic so make sure that you wash your hands wash your ass drink your water and mind your business and for the 210th time in a row with your girl Kari Renee on your airwaves it's, with it's my co-host Hop 600 it's, and my unofficial it's, it's, co-host the- Bay the Retriever, and we are out of here. Peace, y'all. Be great.
somebody 